Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Live from NYC, human suplex machine, the one and only king. They stream it and they scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip-hop Jones got the music blasting, better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. All right, what's up, guys? What's up? Here we go, a little uh, Tuesday action. Tuesday, Tuesday, Taz Show. Thank you, everybody, for listening live right now at TazShow.com or watching live. Got an excellent two hours coming at you, definitely for sure. Going to talk a lot of Raw here uh, leading up into WWE Fastlane. Going to talk about that for sure. Um, phone lines are already burning up, so that's cool. Appreciate the love. Maybe you're listening uh, on the, uh, to the on-demand version of the show, the podcast. Maybe you're doing that at, uh, you know, Spotify or TuneIn or Play It or iTunes. Thank you for that. Or you're checking out the VOD at TazShow.com, which is up there daily. Appreciate that very much. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, the whole crew is here for the Taz Show for sure. We're ready to rock and roll. As I said, we will give a recap on some raw stuff, talk about that. Oh, also, I'd be remiss to not mention Mike Johnson, back-to-back days Jones. He will be on the show with a PW Insider Report. Um, also, later on, I'm going to try and do a SmackDown preview. Hopefully, get to saw on social media with the, with the um, Lumberjack over here. And uh, we'll try our best to that. And hopefully, the producer, before we see him on camera, puts a windscreen on his microphone. Does he have one? That's the question. He has one now. Because uh, I throw like Dan Marino. I have that kind of arm. If you want to uh, call the show, you can do that. It's a very simple and fun process. Attention hotline fans. All you got to do is dial 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. All right, so like I said, we'll hit, we're on a little bit. Um, uh, a couple of things we'll hit. We're going to talk about Beth Phoenix uh, being inducted into the 2017 WWE Hall of Fame. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, so, and the main thing I'm going to talk about right now, right out of the box, is the thing that everybody definitely online is talking about, and the big news about Matt Hardy and or Hardy Boys, Matt and Jeff, uh, basically leaving TNA. Not able to, um, get something worked out. We saw this just recently with Drew Galloway, uh, just Mike was on, I think, yesterday. Mike Johnson talking about it, and, and a contract not being done up. In uh, or worked out or whatever the way, whatever's going on behind the scenes. Bottom line is we've seen some tweets by uh, Matt Hardy talking about it. We've seen a little bit of interaction with some WWE personalities and Matt Hardy. Um, and there's a lot of things to discuss with this. Um, it's very interesting. I think that first of all, we introduce the uh, the producer of the show. Welcome to the show, and that is uh, none other than Timber. His name is Dennis Jones, ladies and gentlemen. He's the lumberjack, uh, possibly the greatest producer in all of streaming radio, video, audio, podcasting, audio on demand, and VOD. I first want to start by thanking you, Taz. I know we uh, we implemented a new policy yesterday, so I have to thank you at the beginning of each segment. So I want to start off with thanking you. The nonstop thank yous during before the show even started was insane. I mean, Uh, well, you texting me thank yous. The high adulation you deserve is. Uh, See, I noticed a little vocabulary spurt right there. Okay, but continue. I just, I just wanted you to know 
that we are all on behalf of the the behind the, the scenes team here, the, team here yeah. the Taz team. We are thank you beyond appreciative. Yes. We can't thank you kindly. Uh, there's really not much you can do to really uh, do anything for me, uh, but uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, okay. okay. Thanks, I guess. Uh, for no, your thank, thank you. you. Uh, yeah. So the Matt Hardy situation here and Jeff Hardy. Uh, you know this. The thing that that a lot of people aren't talking about that's sticking out to me. You know, a lot of people are talking about well the gimmick. Okay, the broken gimmick. Okay, this is a situation where. Impact Wrestling. I keep calling them TNA, but I believe they're that that's gone. So Impact Wrestling, uh, great chance, and that's the scuttlebutt we're hearing that. Uh, and maybe when Mike Johnson comes on later, he could have more behind the scenes stuff on it. But uh, I've done a little digging myself. Some uh, basically Impact Wrestling could more or less claim that the broken gimmick with Matt and Jeff and the stuff that those guys do is the IP, the intellectual property of Impact Wrestling. Um, don't know how. Don't know the details of it. Don't know who started. I mean, I know from what I understand, I should say. And we had Jeremy Borash back a while ago on the show here, um, where we talked to him about Matt Hardy himself and Jeff. And I know you know Jeremy. It's well documented. Is very much uh, involved with the creative behind the the broken gimmick and all that stuff. I, but who are we? Me? You? Anybody? To say who started the gimmick behind the scenes, like. Whose idea was it? I, I'm assuming it was Matt's idea. That's what I heard. That's what I'm assuming. Uh, you're under contract to someone. It, it becomes, <laughs> unless you trademark the gimmick, it becomes the company's gimmick. I'll give you an example. The example. Everybody loved when, I, when Brock Lesnar would come out and I would say, well, here comes the pain. I've told that story way back when. Okay. You should have trademarked that. Well, it's kind of hard to trademark something. I, I know when I was in WWE, and I had no desire to trademark it, when I'm under contract to them. So if I'm under contract to them, and then I say something on their airways, on their programming, while I'm getting paid by them, under contract to them, it's tough for me to say I own that line. Well, here comes the paint. No, I don't own it. Maybe it's different with a gimmick. I don't know with, with the broken gimmick. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it is. I'm sure we'll hear more about it in the next few days. But I do know this much. When you're under contract and you're doing things there, uh, no matter where there is, it's a lot of times it's, you know, it, it's under, you're getting paid by that company. So it's kind of like, uh, I mean, you know, unless you have a trademark or it's your intellectual property, your IP in your agreement. You know, I've talked about that in the, in the past, way back. In, in WWF, when I signed with them, in my contract, okay, FTW was my intellectual property. We've never seen FTW pushed or used in WWE during my time with me. TAZ was my intellectual property. Never seen that used with me in WWE at that time. This is a long time ago. I'm just going back. Uh, human suplex machine was mine. One man crime spree was mine. <laughs> These things were not done in WWF. Now again, going back, this is years ago. Maybe things have changed, and it seems like they have with, with WWE. With Impact Wrestling, I don't know. There's a whole new ownership there. There's a whole new group of people there. They're successful, wealthy people. Anthem. Uh, Fight Network based out of Toronto, all that stuff. I mean, these people got money, they got power, they got attorneys. 
Does the WWE want to deal with this? I don't know. Is there something to deal with? I don't know. But I know it's a topic for discussion. Let's be frank. Um, if, 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 and, and so some people, just so you understand, I'm not a lawyer, but I understand how this stuff goes a little bit because being in the business a long time, I'm in the business, bro. I'm in the business. It's an inside joke with a friend of mine and me. I'm in the business. Anyway, uh, when you, um, so let's just say hypothetically, last night on Raw, Matt Hardy debuts and he's doing the broken gimmick. Matt, Jeff, they do the broken gimmick on Raw last night. They signed a contract with WWE, all hypothetical, all pretend, pretend time. Okay. Now, I don't think there's any non-compete involved here. Only because there's a lot of scuttlebutt online, uh, kind of from both parties. That's number one. Number two, you go to Raw, the Hardys debut last night, hypothetical, just pretend, joke time, joke time. They, they, they debut. So you guys understand what happens is Impact can't turn around and just sue the WWE for the Hardy gimmick. I mean, I'm sorry, the, the broken gimmick if they feel like it's theirs and they have proof or whatever. What has to happen is they have to they have to send a letter, a cease and desist letter. That means here's a letter we're warning you before we file an injunction against you. This is how this is done with characters and gimmicks. There are things online that over years my attorneys told me what... what not just me, with other wrestlers, with characters, or people do shows, or small wrestling promotions, and all this stuff. I, I've seen stuff like what, where I could have fought, I could have sent cease and desist to things from, for people not stealing my gimmick, but like FTW stuff in the realm of wrestling. I didn't invent FTW, but in the realm of wrestling, I did. So, that's a different deal. So when you use it to make profit off of something that someone else did and created and there's proof of that that could be a little problem so you can't just sue oh they're gonna sue them they're just gonna turn around and sue them it's not that simple there's there's certain ways to go about that they have to send their legal team at impact would have to send a letter and basically says hey we'll give it's basically a warning we're telling you right now chill otherwise we're filing an injunction and we're gonna sue and then whoever's receiving that letter, the company has the right to, has a, to make a decision. All right, well, the F them, which most companies don't do. We're going to keep going with this. Or they have to say, you know. I remember many times, like, as a color commentator in WWE, you know. Like, I, I, and I've talked about this a little bit in the past, but where wrestlers would say to me, hey, um, I want to call my finish this. You know, I want to call my finish, you know, the box crusher. I feel like it's a very specific finishing move. Well, well, that was your nickname in high school, I heard. We were very much a ladies' man, and you were the box <laughs> yeah. crusher. That's, that's what I heard. Will you stop? Uh, box Crusher Jones, they call you. That's a new gimmick right there. Their Twitter account can be made right That's a, that's a gimmick right I am happy to have. The Box Crusher. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. So, so if, uh, where was I going here? Oh, yeah. So, so if... if I was I I just saw that name and it threw me off. But but like that's a if, good gimmick if, to have. If you have if you have a gimmick and you start a gimmick, and you're making money with that gimmick, it kind of just becomes your gimmick. And it's like you know, I, I don't know. I mean, if Matt came up with the gimmick, I mean, can can Impact Wrestling say, look, it's ours? Well, I mean, 
if there's, in my opinion, if there's any kind of emails or text messages, any kind of thing that, that shows that Matt was pitching the idea to someone, that it's his, it's his, and he performed it, him and his brother and his family, his wife, his baby, everything. You know, I mean, I'm not taking sides here because I, I don't know enough information yet. I don't think any of us do, to be frank. A lot of it's private information. You know, but I, I just think that it's something that um, I think is going to evolve. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think that the broken gimmick, as I said on Friday, would be amazing in the WWE with the resources WWE has. Uh, it would be amazing. And, and I, I know we have uh, some tweets. This is not SOSM right this second. But it's some tweets just because it, it leads to the story or adds to the story, Dennis. So if you could help me out here, brother. Uh, Matt Hardy, uh, maybe tell, tell the folks what he said a, a little bit here if they, haven't, they don't follow him or something. I will absolutely do that. He started off a little over 22 hours ago with a very cryptic tweet simply stating... It shall be an interesting week for the professional wrestling industry with a classic Matt Hardy. Mm. I mean, it was a gif, but right. I still framed. So right off the bat, that led to speculation. Mm. What's, gonna, what's going on there? What, you know, why, why would he tweet that? That's, I mean, his gimmick is that to be you know, weird and cryptic, but that takes it to a whole other level. I agree. I agree. So then from there, he just completely acknowledges the fact that he's done with TNA. He says, my stint with Impact Wrestling was delightful, exceptional, talent <laughs> in the locker room, a great, respectful team that worked hard in tough times. So, I mean, that's the right thing to that's say. That's the right thing to say. It's very professional. A lot of times when tweets like this are done, it, it, it now, I didn't notice. Did TNA put out a tweet? Did Impact Wrestling put out a tweet? Um, I'll look into that, but read the, uh, there's another tweet that's a little stiff, let's be honest. Towards TNA, what he says. Okay, he goes, from there he goes, I wish Impact Wrestling all the best going forward, especially the industrious talent. I hope they are all treated with respect and fairness. There you go. That, see, as a former worker, <laughs> if people, you know, that, there's, there's something there. He's saying something without saying it. Respect and fairness? Right, he, correct. He feels... I'm not putting words on Matt. Matt's a friend of mine. I, I haven't talked to him in a long time. I haven't talked to him about this. He's been on the show uh, more than once, actually, a couple times. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And, and Jeff Jeff hasn't been on the show, but I love Jeff. I, I've wrestled these guys. I know these guys. I'm just telling you, they're good dudes. Um, but that's Matt saying he feels, just his point of view, that he was not dealt with respectfully and fair. That, I mean, I, I don't think you're going to be a rocket scientist to figure that out right there. You know what I mean? So that's something that, you know, who knows? I mean, in defense, in defense to Impact Wrestling, in defense to them, okay, you have to say this, okay? They're going through a whole management changeover here, a whole new ownership changeover. And as we know, there's been so much drama for a, a few months here. All the stuff of Billy Corrigan leading it to Dixie, then Dixie's gone, Jeff Jarrett comes back into the fold, all the stuff. Anthem gets involved. I mean, all of the stuff. So just imagine... Your contract is coming to an end, you and your brother, and you're wrapping this thing up, and it's like this happens. You know what I mean? Now, I'm looking at that Impact Wrestling's Twitter account. I don't, you could take a look too, bro, please. Uh -huh. I don't see anything about uh, them saying goodbye to the Hardys. I do see one from February 26th, which, as I record this live, today's the 28th of uh, February. 
This is two days ago. And Impact tweeted, once upon a time, at Matt Hardy brand, Matt's Twitter account, wasn't broken, but was brilliant and and read mean tweets. And it uh, hashtag the Oscars, and it says, Matt Hardy, read mean tweets. I'm not too familiar with what that is, but they're pushing him. Um, so they had to, TNA had to realize there was something going on with these contracts for quite some time, which leads me to another topic about this. The World Tag Team titles, that <laughs> TNA you know, what is the deal? How, how do you keep pushing them if you know that you might have a contract dispute with them? Listen, guys, I've been through many contracts as a wrestler and a broadcaster at WWE and at TNA. So I think I'm pretty well qualified to speak on this here. So I'm telling you right now, in both those companies, contracts don't take it doesn't. They, they don't get locked up and signed like in 48 hours. <laughs> it takes a long time. It, it takes usually three to four weeks of negotiations, we'll call it. It's not just the money a lot of times. A lot of times, I've had it in WWE where I've agreed upon my money, but there were other things that had to be worked out, and TNA too. Sometimes the money, to be honest with you, is the first thing that's done. Money and term. Term is how long it is. Those are the two most important things, as we know. But you can't just sign. You've got to be protected. That's business. Well, that's selfish. What about us, the fans? No, guys. Sorry. It's your career. It's for your family. It's for your future. Because people in this line of work do not make a good living for a long time. It ends quick, and it's on to the next one, and no one remembers you. And then you're trying to chase that next indie booking. Or the next shoot interview. What a douche comment that was, right? Douchey Jones. But I got to die. I, I don't sorry. know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm, just, I'm shooting, though. I'm being honest. <laughs> That's the deal. <laughs> Excuse me. You don't have to say Gazutite, but that, that, it wasn't even a sneeze. I, I don't even know what that was. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. Well, it was something. So you only say God you to sneezes, I But anyway, so. These, these contracts take a long time. Point is, Impact Wrestling had to know that it was a little bit, you know, crazy that this thing wasn't going to be smooth sailing. Why are we not taking those titles off of them? It's not bad business. It's smart business. How far, um, how far in advance? So if you, like, if they did a shoot tomorrow, like this week, how long does it take for that to to make it to TV? Well, that's a very broad question. It depends because it depends how many weeks of TV they're shooting. Right. Okay. So you know what I mean. So I think Impact they do a lot of weeks. So so to your point, I know where you're going. To your point, they had to have a lot of stuff in the can. Probably, and I I don't remember. We could find out the last time they shot TV. I, it probably was a couple of weeks back. That's my point, Dennis. Th- these, you know. When you have talent, can can we all agree here that that the Hardys are are the top act in Impact Wrestling? So if your top act is not signed, you know, two three weeks before their deal expires, you know, we got to take the titles off of them. You, you would, got you got to do it. <laughs> you had talked about that at ECW when when. Paul realized you were leaving. Oh, the first thing he did, dude. <laughs> and I agree with him. I, I, I remember talking to WWE about it, <laughs> namely Vince. 
I, I this title's got to come off because you need to do business the right way. I go, I will. Vince McMahon and me, straight conversation. Vince's concern was that I was going to give ample time to the company that, I, that helped build me and made me. It gave me opportunity. And I agreed with Vince. Doesn't mean Paul didn't want to rip my head off and like put a rusty railroad spike into my scrotum and just pull it out violently. But he was angry. That's my point. Very angry. So that paints a picture. <laughs> he was really, really angry. So um I think he's gotten over it. Maybe. Hope so. <laughs> You never know. I don't want um, to come in here with a railroad spike. <laughs> Rusty, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So, look, you got, I just don't think, you got to get those titles off of those guys before this happens. Now, what are you going to do? Can you please find out when these guys are shooting TV again? I'm sure you can go on their site. There's probably dates. Or if you go to Universal, usually, you, I used to get my dates. Believe it or not, guys, this is a shoot. A little inside baseball for you. Okay. I used to get my dates when I used to work all the TV for them. A lot of times, this is no lie. I'd go to the Universal Studios website to see when we were shooting TV. That's how I'd get my dates live. Because I'd get them faster that way than from the office. There was a different regime back then. So, okay. The, the titles, right now, if I am Impact Wrestling, the key for me is, okay, we need those titles. I could tell you this much. Matt and Jeff Hardy, knowing them personally and professionally, they are pros. They are not the type of guys to do bad business. And WWE would have no interest in... Remember back in the day. Back in the day, guys. This is a shoot right here. Back in the day, TNA, Impact Wrestling would be panicking right now. Because, oh my God, what if Matt and Jeff go... I remember this time because I was in my prime at this time. What if Matt and Jeff go on Raw or SmackDown Live or NXT Live or whatever and drop the titles like Medusa did or all that stuff into the trash can? Or I remember when Mike Olson was the ECW champion and I was in WWF. Oh my God, you got it. we got to have you take this title off of Mike Olson because we're worried Mike's going to go to Nitro and drop the title in the trash. That's how it was back then. Those were actually cool times. As messed up as business was a lot, they were cool times because there was competition. The fans, it was unpredictable. They didn't know what was going to happen. It was real. A lot of that stuff was just real stuff. And it was cool stuff. That's not... WWE, if Matt and Jeff, not that they would do this, don't, I don't want them to take this the wrong way. If Matt and Jeff said, hey, WWE, we want to come on Raw, we have the TNA tag team titles, and we want to throw them in a trash can or throw them in the river or whatever, I would bet the farm that WWE would say, no, thank you. We have no interest in that. No, thank you. And I think TNA would be the same way. I don't think business is like that anymore. And I guess at the end of the day, that's a good thing. But for fans, it's not as exciting when it comes. You know, that stuff was cool back then. You know what I mean? Now, I'm saying it was cool because I was in ECW, so we had nothing to do with a lot of that stuff, especially the whole thing when peep talent would go from WWF to Nitro and back and forth during the attitude. I, I would sit back because we usually off on Mondays, and I'd watch Raw. I'm like, oh, this is cool. You know, and I because we were kind of like that, you know, that third wheel. We were a little engine could. We were a smaller company. So there was nobody. We weren't really competing financially with anybody, you know? Look, you're going to say something. You got this. There's a bunch of flies that are going to go in your mouth right now. Probably I, don't, I don't know what's going on. But he is stupid. Well, talk to me. Sir. I think uh, I agree with you with WWE. I think if you know if the Hardys came to them, they'd be like, no thanks, because I. No, no, don't, we say it right though about the titles, throwing the titles. Cor- in the, yeah, correct. That's not, it's not happening. It's not. I'm I don't because I don't think they look at 
TNA, like WCW and, and WWE oh, were, yeah. were equal footing. Absolutely. I don't, I'm not trying well, to belittle. Well, WCW was beating the piss out yeah. of WWF back then. Yeah. So if they had the opportunity to do that, they would absolutely take it. I think if, if TNA, like, I don't think, and again, this is just me as a fan, I don't think they look at it as equals. It's like, look, we're, not that we're better than, but we have a bigger, a broader platform. We don't want to, we don't want to give TNA anymore. Because even with, when AJ Styles first came, they acknowledged all his Japan stuff, but they they, they never mentioned TNA. No, I, I agree. Everything you said is true about levels. I, I agree with that. I know that from experience. But you don't think the other way around? No. If, if somebody from the WWE jumped uh, with a title, they, TNA wouldn't? I, um, I, I think they no, would. No, 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 let me answer the question. I, I, during my time, the regime there, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have wanted the business like that. Okay. I don't think so. I, I didn't feel that. Um, now, maybe, but I, I still doubt it. I think that I think that that I think heads of state and wrestling promotions have evolved, and uh, I don't think they want to get into a pissing contest with someone that's bigger than them. That's my point. Smart. I, I also think that it's like it, it's just a new day now. It, it's just it's different. It's years and years later. Um, it's kind of like that was like dirty business back then. It was cool, but it was dirty. I mean, there was a lot, dude. I lived a lot of it. There was a lot of under siege. <laughs> Let's try to steal talent, moles, all this stuff, dude. You have no idea. Like, but I, I'm just, I'm just telling you. Like, I, I think that's kind of no matter how if someone's competing with WWE or not. Well, what? Okay, so let's say Ring of Honor. Let's say, so some would argue that Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling are at the same level. So I, I really don't think anybody at Ring of Honor would say, okay, hey, you, you guys want to come to Ring of Honor, you want to take those TNA Tag Team titles and throw them in the trash, or hey, uh, you know, whatever, Bobby Lashley, you know, you're the champ, or when Eddie Edwards was the champ, you want to come to, to uh, Ring of Honor and, and throw it in, we'll, we'll do it. I don't think that would happen. Do you? No, because I think well, they were on the same level. Yes, but they're a level below the WWE in the sense that, like, you know, the WWE's got this huge platform. They got the network. You know, they, yeah. they, they so everybody, quote unquote, below them is, you know, they kind of galvanize together. Like ring, I almost look at like Ring of Honor and TNA. It's like, hey, look, let, like we're we're chomping at the bit to get to the big guys. So those guys would almost. I think you're living in a little bit of a fantasy world there. Probably. Um, no, seriously. I think any fans that think that, I mean, we've seen some little bit of business, especially like what, what you know, uh, uh, what the bucks of youth, as Matt Hardy would call them, the young nice. bucks, right? Yeah. We've seen that. What the heart is. We've seen some business being done. I know that. But I, I don't think that there's rainbows and butterflies amongst Impact Wrestling and Ring of Honor. I'm just telling you. Oh, I'm not saying they're like buddy-buddy. Yeah. But I don't, I, and I don't think it's like, let's take down the, 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 the giant. It's, <laughs> dude, the giant is so big, you're not taking that. No oh, one's yeah, taking down can. the giant. I agree. Nobody. It's not happening for a very long time. Nobody's taking that. It's just not going to happen. I just, what I'm saying is I think the business has evolved. And I don't think that. You'll ever see that. T- well, I shouldn't say that. That's unfair. I don't think you'll see that in modern times right now. Stuff like that where people are taking championships and throwing them in the garbage. But the topic that I'm talking about is Impact Wrestling, I think, made a big mistake. Not only not signing and getting these guys the Hardys locked down. Because initially, you know I me, mean? I think everything's a work. I'm thinking this is a work. I, I, from what I looked into, this is not a work. This is a straight shoot. Um, I don't know if it's a money thing. 
Maybe it's just a thing where Matt and Jeff want to be back and they want to wrap up their career and get in the twilight of their career with these new characters, the broken gimmick, and just wrap it up in the WWE. There's nothing wrong with that. That's home for them. That's where the Hardys became really you know, famous, obviously, back in the day, the Hardy Boys. Um, I, I'm pretty much 99.9% sure that the Hardys left the WWE the proper way. They've always done business the right way, which leads me to, I think that if if they could, uh, that these tag team titles would be dropped. I don't think it's a matter of doing a job. I don't think it's like Matt and Jeff don't want to do the job. They're not like that. They're pros. You don't become that successful. I don't need to say that. Dude. I'm telling you, they, they, they would drop the titles. I think that this thing has potential to get a little ugly. Beyond the wrestlers, Matt and Jeff Hardy. Beyond them. It could get a little ugly only because when you start talking about what well, we own gimmicks or there's a, there's an overtone and this scuttlebutt that, well, it's all gimmick from the promotion, not the wrestlers, and that could get a little sketchy. That can get a little ugly. I think we have to see what happens as time evolves here. Um, I know the phone lines are jammed here. I definitely got to get to the phones. Um, I... Uh, and then I got to go to break, and then we're going to get talking about Raw. Hey, let me talk to, uh, who's this here? Rob Nasty, my man in Texas. What's going on? Ted, what's up, bro? Long time no hey, talk. Uh, How you been, guy? That's right, man. I'm doing good. Uh, set yeah, my man. alarm to give you a call. Appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to, to say uh, Lumberjack, you know, I'd say a little chop-chop, but I think chop-chop's kind of dumb. So <laughs> when I think of the Lumberjack, I don't think chop-chop, chop-chop makes me uh, – Think of Chef Mike One, Chef Mike Two on a cooking show, chopping up some bacon, seeing who can make a better. Chef back. Mike Two, um, we haven't heard his name in a few days. Chef Mike Two, right, otherwise Mike. known as Sue Chef Mike. Yeah, we don't yeah. speak of him. Sue Chef Mike. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I think of uh, the lumberjack, you know, uh, with his ginger beard and fluffy flannel, carrying an axe in the woods, uh, <laughs> cutting trees down. I, I don't hear chop chop. I hear whack whack. So you know, with that being said, uh, whack whack lumberjack. Okay, I can work with whack, whack whack. Whack's not bad. He's he's always into the whack, uh, the whacking off the the whack whack. That's your gimmick, right? I mean, I mean, I was a ladies' man. He was Big Box Jones back in uh, high school. The box killer, they called the him. box crusher. The box right. crush. I hope I didn't kill any box. <laughs> yeah, man. What else well, is up, Rob? To, What's up? I just wanted to call and put you over, brother. Yeah, uh, Barry the lumberjack, just a little bit, and I got good. a question about Matt Hardy. Go for it, um, Taz, bro. I just want to say uh, you are the greatest. Um, Thank and, you. Uh, that's no lie. Thank you. you know, I don't care what anyone says. You, you have the most fan interactive show out there. I mean, nobody can compete, dude. You got Twitter, Facebook, the gimmick chat, the phone lines. You do it all. I, I've heard other podcasts say they're the most fan interactive, and, and that's BS. I'm calling BS on that. Thank you, bud. Taz Show is the number one most fan interactive show. Uh, Lumberjack, man, my issue with you is, uh, you know, the other day you and Taz had that uh, little, uh, I guess, I don't know if it was an argument. I broke his whatever. heart, basically. It was a heartbroken yeah. moment. It was a very, very, very sad moment, yeah. Yeah, over the Twitter thing. It was sad. And, um, you know, as, as grown men, right, mm. if I've got a conflict with somebody and uh, two guys, you know, kind of go at it a little bit and then they resolve it, and one of those men, you know, has the balls to uh, suck up their pride mm. and apologize to that other man, mm-hmm. I just feel like uh, – the other guy, which uh, in this case would be you. That's you, Dennis. Uh, He's Dennis speaking about Jones, you. Yeah, correct. Dennis Jones. I'm following. Have, <laughs> you know, whether you thought you were right or whether you thought you were wrong, um, you, you should have apologized to Taz. I, I just mm. think 
that man sitting in front of you, I, I don't know if you realize who he is. Mm. For, a, for a guy like Taz to suck up his pride and, and admit that he was wrong and apologize to you, and then you come back with, I apologize for nothing. I'm not sorry. Uh, I apologize for nothing. Exactly. That soundbite just pisses me off, man. I, I just feel like you owe it to Taz. To apologize to him. Whether you thought you were right or wrong. Well, let's see what he, Rob, well, well, well Dennis, we have Rob, to say this. you know what? Those are actually some really good points. And I think, you know what? You might have swayed me. Taz, I want to let you know right here on the show that I do apologize for absolutely nothing. <laughs> Robert Jack, I don't give a damn. <laughs> That's all right, man. Hey. See what you did, Rob? You created a monster. You cre- I thought I created a monster. You did, Rob. Oh. Hey, he had the he had the chance to, to be a man. He's a prick. He's to be a punk. That's what he did. He's he's the lumber punk. I'm he's the box man. crusher. That's <laughs> 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 all right. All right, what you think on the hardies? I gotta go to break, bro. Talk to me. What's up I'm with the hardies? Uh, you know how you know we're talking about uh, broken Matt Hardy, but how should Vince? introduce the broken matt hardy character does he come in as broken matt hardy or does he come in as matt hardy version 2.0 and then he has them turn into broken matt hardy i said it yesterday rob i don't know if you heard it man and thanks for the call bro and all the support and the love much appreciated i said it um i I said it yesterday uh rob i really think have the hardys come in like the hardy boys gimmick have them debut with that same music same video wall dressed the same way i know they're older and they're probably not in the same shape, but they can go. Have them debut in one night right on Raw or SmackDown with that gimmick. And then by the end of the night, I don't know how I got to figure that part out. You do the changeover all in one night. Where it's like they rip the gimmick down, they kill the gimmick. Not, uh, that's, you know, whatever they would say. He says, Glorious, we had you hook, line, and sink. Or whatever he would say, you know. Uh, the boys of Hardy are dead. You know, whatever he would say, Matt Hardy. <laughs> that's what I would do. It's a good start. I think it's cool because it's a little swerve ruining. But we shall see. All right, other side of break, uh, talk about uh, some Monday Night Raw stuff. Triple H made an appearance. And uh, interesting. And Seth Rollins made an appearance. So we'll talk about that. Uh, what else? There was some other things I want to talk We got to obviously get to the phone lines. That's very important. Also, other side of break, um, Rollins says he'll be at WrestleMania. Okay. The knee injury. Is it a work? Yeah. Joe Turner on Triple H, is that coming? All of a sudden, break, Taz Show. We'll discuss those topics. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we got uh, Mike Johnson coming up at the top of the hour. PW Inside Report. Back-to-back days for Mike Johnson. It's not often. Don't get used to that, Mike. No. Mike was good on the show yesterday. He gave us some of the Mark Hunt versus Brock Lesnar legalese going on. Mark Hunt, no relation to Mike. Uh, But, um, yeah, I couldn't help notice uh, a couple things during during the break on Twitter. I was taking a look at some stuff and um, trying to find the... uh, Oh, here we go, Lloyd. At what JM tweets? JM Megley Garrido. Sorry if I butchered your name. Um, hey, Taz and Dennis. Uh, check out uh, at Rebby Hardy. Rebby's tweets. It's already getting ugly. 
Uh, hashtag the Taz Show, hashtag World, but thanks, JM. Uh, yeah, no, I saw some of that late la- late last night. Yeah, I know it's getting ugly. I, I'm, you know, I don't. I'm not trying to be an instigator here and start more trouble. But I, listen, you, 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 Rebbe, look, this is her family. This is her brother-in-law. This is her husband. Uh, herself are involved. You know, so obviously some negotiations didn't go great uh, or whatever, and or maybe there was an offer made to the Hardys from a financial perspective that just wasn't a good one for them. Maybe they wanted more money. Who knows? Or maybe, on the flip side, no matter what kind of money was offered, the Hardys had no interest in staying with TNA and wanted to, like I said earlier, go back home, in essence, to the WWE and finish out their business. Meaning their careers. You know, who knows? We don't know. I mean, it's two sides to every story, as they say, and then there's the truth. And I firmly believe that. So, um, as we do the show here, I do not think TNA has acknowledged this publicly. I could tell you guys from experience, when I left TNA, and I left on my terms, and I was going to put out a tweet, and at that time I was doing the Human Podcast Machine, and I know my discussion with TNA management, all they requested was, hey, can we put out our tweets can we you you tweet you're gonna tweet and we agree to tweet positive? Let's you know do business. And I was like, yeah, no no problem. I agree. But we agreed in that same day that we whatever day it was. Hey, that, this Friday you guys should tweet. Taz, you tweet and then we'll tweet. You're saying goodbye to you and you say goodbye to us. That's how it was for me. You know, that's how it was for me. Um, again, a little bit of a different management thing going on there. And in defense to Impact Wrestling, they are in a change over time. So, that, but you know, I've heard about this stuff with the Hardys and their contract being up in February for, you know, for several months. So this was no new news when the new management folks came in to play. I mean, Jeff Jarrett, very very intelligent guy, knows how to book, knows the business, grew up in the business. His father's success, his success. I mean, come on, it's, it's well documented the success of this guy. And how smart he is. And how well he's done. So he knows the value. Meaning how good the character, the broken character, the, the gimmick is. You got to assume he does. I mean, he's not just far from a dumb guy, you know. So, but you know what? I mean, uh, you know, uh, who knows? The, from a business perspective, maybe they didn't see uh, that that, the, that, that, was, that they wanted to keep it because they maybe the guys wanted more money. And they're entitled to want more money. They're a draw. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what the numbers were when they dedicated the whole show to the Hardys. Let them do the broken thing. I don't know if that numbers were through the roof. I don't pay much attention to ratings. But I do know that, and, and, and the Hardys know, and that's why Matt put out positive tweets. They're acknowledging the platform they were given and the opportunity they were given. And they thanked the locker room and, and the company. They did. And I don't care if Jeff does it or not. He, he, Matt and Jeff, they're brothers. They're, they've always been a team. So if Matt does it, you got to figure Jeff is, is, is feeling it. You know what I mean? It's interesting. But we'll see what happens. Uh, now, uh, in regards to Raw, uh, last night we saw some interesting stuff happen. I'll get to the phones here in a minute, guys. Hang in there. I know the phones are like jammed up here. Um, you know, we saw a couple things. We saw Triple H show up, which I was surprised about. I said a few weeks ago. I don't think we'll see Triple H at all, really, if any, until really actual mania. I was surprised that he was there. 
Um, I thought they kind of went into Seth Rollins being there. We found out, you know, we knew about it. Mike Johnson reported it. Mike came on the show, talked about it. So we knew Seth was going to be there, Seth Rollins. They, they didn't hide that WWE. But I don't think it was pushed, but he showed up. Um, he walked out on the crutch. One crutch with a knee brace on. I got to be honest. I think he's working a little bit. <laughs> I, 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 think they're, I think they're doing something very smart. I think what they're doing Seth Rollins is because he's going to be at WrestleMania. He said it. Where Hunter told him, Triple H said, you're not going to be there. And he said, no, no, I'm going to be there. At the end of the day, that's what happened in that promo segment. So he's going to be there, meaning Seth Rollins. So it seems like he's going to work, and they're going to sell this thing like he truly is not even 80%. He's barely 50%. So it... If he does wrestle Triple H and not Samoa Joe, meaning Seth Rollins, it it's frankly it's it's a very if you're the heel, if you're Triple H or Samoa Joe, oh, it's the best type of match in the world. This guy's coming in with a heavy duty injury injury that's mostly legit from what we know, and he's going to work and amplify it a little bit. <laughs> this is a layup. This is easy to get heat on him, and whatever kind of comeback that Seth Rollins does, the place is going to come unglued. It's a simple storytelling thing here with injury. I don't know the extent of this guy's legitimate injury. I do think uh, strongly that when he walked out on that crutch, as much as he was selling, how long it took him to get to the ring, and that 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 Corey Graves had to hold the ropes open for him, I think he was working a little bit. A little bit. Thinking, 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 as the macho would say. That's what it seemed like. You think he was working a little bit? Which he should be doing, by the way. Yeah, that was definitely a two-crutch limp, and he only had one. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. I have, um, if I may interject for a second, sure, I, I have something to tell you. Okay. Oh, He's trending again. Taz huh? keeps trending and trending yep. and trending and trending. You're welcome, folks. You're welcome. <laughs> Simple. One reason why this happens. One simple reason, Dennis. It's because you would not apologize. I'm not sorry. I apologize <laughs> for nothing. The place came unglued when you did not apologize. It's thank you to you, Dennis. I've I've been getting some some tweets. This is people are saying this is a full heel turn, hmm. and I don't think that's the case. I wish we could do a loser leaves town match. <laughs> I pack my bags. <laughs> See you later. The loser has to relocate to New Jersey. <laughs> Oh, that's the worst punishment possible. If you lose, you have to move to New Jersey. What are you nuts? <laughs> Everybody in Jersey is like, you prick! Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a weird love we have with New Jersey folks. You know, very weird. Uh, anyway, that's the deal. Uh, hey, uh, Jeremy in Georgia, you're on the Taz Show. What's up, man? Taz, What's up, kid? Hey, uh, what's going on this morning? Uh, or moment, God. Mm. Uh, uh, well, you know, we're just uh, talking a little raw. We talked a little bit about uh, the Matt Hardy. I was talking about that at length and stuff, seeing what's going on with him. That if uh, if he, him and his brother can end up in back in WWE land, we'll see. What's going on with you, pal? How's things? Hey, I'm I'm doing pretty good down here. Uh, you know, right. Just ri- riding down the road right now. I got uh, my girlfriend in the passenger seat, and she actually, uh, you know, I, I I called last week and I was asking you about the delete Roman sign and all that. Yes. And, uh, oh, by the way, whack whack. 
Dennis Jones. Whack, whack. There it is. Whack, whack. There he is. The box crusher himself, Dennis Jones. Chop, chop, whack, whack, Mr. Lumberjack, Dennis Jones. Oh, that could be chop, chop, whack, whack from the Lumberjack. What? Hold on. Chop, 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 whack, whack. What'd you say, Dennis? Keep going. Something, something, lumberjack. We need to lumberjack, lumber slack, lumberjack, lumber slack, lumber jobber, punk. What what Something people like fail to realize is I didn't come up with chop chop. It was the guy that got beat by his girlfriend. Oh, that poor bastard! <laughs> it. I'm not the one that. who tried to hey, come hey. up with a catchphrase. He got his ass kicked by his chick. Like I said last week, you know, he went room to room until he ran out of room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did say that. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's going on? What about the signs? What's your what's your point here? You know, I, I'd ask that question, and then she asked me. She said, "Well, I, and I mean, I've never been to a WWE or TNA or any live event like that. Right. Um, the, the the signs, if they say, you know, delete Roman or the Taz show, or yeah. if they have anything vulgar on them, how do they not screen the signs as they come in, or try to, or you know, try to find a way to catch them before they get thrown up? Or how, well, well from what I understand, I've never, to be honest with you, I've never." been to a wrestling show as a fan so right. I, I don't know that part i do i can tell you as a as an announcer uh me working for wwe and tna but mostly in wwe usually there's a stage manager that you don't see on camera that helps the announcers whatever they need during the, the broadcast and they also look at the audience they see any signs that they don't want promoted wwe on their tv then uh somebody from the tv truck will tell that stage manager Hey, Billy Bob, go get that sign. Give the guy a couple of free T-shirts or whatever. We can't have that sign on the show. So that's usually how it's done. And, Jeremy, thank you for calling from Georgia, bud. And uh, say hello to your girlfriend and have a good trip down the road there, brother. What's up? They will trade T-shirts for that? I've seen that sometimes. I have seen it. I don't know if they still do that. I mean, any fans that want to call in or talk about it that have been to the shows, they know more than me about the shows. The audience does. I mean, uh, you don't go? You don't, you're not, you don't go no, to live events? No, it's funny. Remind me after the show. We got something to talk about, but we have actually, the, uh, actually, sir. I'm busy. After I don't have time for you after the show. Okay, so don't tell me to remind you of anything. I'll remind you to remind no, you know me. What? You know what you could do? You could get in touch with my assistant if you'd like to talk to me. How about that? Okay. I'm, then I just yeah. talk to myself. Well, good point. We have. Uh, remind we, me. What do you want me to remind you of? The, I have nothing else to do, Dennis. I have to do another radio no, show. Oh, I'm you going, do? Yeah. I, I got to go to Serious Radio over here, the oh, Jimmy uh, Norton and uh, Sam Roberts show. I'm going over there right after this. I'm a pretty busy man. You so. are a very busy man. I got a post-production meeting I got to do after this. We'll talk about it in the post-production meeting. Um, we have the tweet from last night from with the with the Taz Show signs oh, we do. at Raw. What happened? The guy bury me? There it on. is. Where Look at that. Yeah, see, now you got two signs, back-to-back Jones. You see a little that? blurry, but... Thank God They're that's, Taz show well, that's a pretty good profile of Seth. Thank <laughs> that God. Is, that's Mount Rushmore-esque. Well, no, well, seriously. Thank God that's not, if you look at the video, that's not <laughs> Triple H. I'm just saying, because the nose, you can block the sign. And, you know, trips, you know what I mean? That love, bro. Uh, There's no loving way to say that. <laughs> Do you know how many times he's called me vertically challenged and we've bogged over, barbed over his nose size to my height? Please. But, yeah, but back to that sign. Um... The thing is, those two signs, great job, and I appreciate I don't know who did that. I didn't see it on Twitter, but I appreciate whoever did that. We don't know who wrote had the signs. The uh, the Twitter... There's the, there is a watch the video. So hold on. The green one, it says chop, chop, So and the other one's white. 
It's almost like he made the white one like camo. Like he didn't want it looks like to see zebra stripes. It's almost like he's he's embarrassed. He don't want people to see it. But yeah. but I do think just and I appreciate the love I do, and I don't want to be like a, a, a needy picky bitch here. But I gotta tell you, <laughs> I think we need to stick to orange signs with big black letters on them. Real simple. If you want to put chop chop on it, that's fine. But 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 I think you know if you got I, do, I actually thought I saw a we over sign there too. Yes, somebody it's, else. The the green one has a we over at the top. I no, mean, there, there might have been an, had a, an additional a bigger sign, a white sign with like red letters that look. It said we and something underneath it. I need orange. I need black. Boom! Right to the point. We're done. It was uh, Candler five two four. I want to give him proper Good. credit. Okay, on Candler. Twitter. Thank you, sir. I did not know. I didn't. I was a little dis- confused on what the heck was going on there. Um, but anyway, back to what we're talking about with Rollins. So, you know, he's going to be at WrestleMania, and we shall see. It seems like they're definitely going a route of him and Triple H, but they've been doing a nice job. We sort of sit-down interview with Michael Cole and Samoa Joe a couple weeks back on Raw. There was little ingredients there of Joe is going to eventually turn on Triple H or vice versa. We saw it yesterday where Cesaro said to Samoa Joe, you carry Triple H's jock trap. And then uh, something else yesterday we saw. I could have sworn something would trip another comment towards Joe or Triple H. I can't remember what it was. But there's little ingredients of this. So I think that's coming. And I could have sworn, bro, the first guy that came out and said that would happen might have been me. Because that's maybe what WWE is doing. The contingency plan is, because I think you, I've said this before recently, publicly, that usually in wrestling it's not contingency plans. We just It's a work. So you assume guys aren't going to get hurt. I've never really heard that. Well, if this guy gets hurt, we'll go this route. With, with this guy, Seth Rollins, they got to think like that because he is hurt. So maybe they want to see if he can go. If not, they are doing a side. So this is kind of nubworthy. So what they're doing is they got the angle WWE where they got, okay, now we got Triple H, we got Samoa Joe, and we got Seth Rollins all in the same segment, all in the ring. Well, two outside the ring, one in the ring. And we are now feeding what we're going to do towards WrestleMania. We're having Seth say he's going to be there, and Triple H says you're not going to be there at Mania. So if if Seth Rollins is healthy enough to really go, they could have him work the knee and sell. But if he can work, have him work with Triple H, and it's an easy story. We know who the heel is, we know who the baby face is. I thought Triple H did a great job in his promo yesterday as a heel. I thought thought, uh, Seth Rollins did a great job as the baby face. Joe did the great job as the heavy. His facials, being there, just the way he popped up was cool. That's the contingency. Joe. So if Seth can't go, we can have Joe turn on Hunter. That's there. That's sitting right there on a shelf for you. And you could do that into Mania. And I could have sworn I said that about five weeks ago, four weeks ago. I did. You did. You can admit. You, it's okay to put me over, sir. It is okay. I'm not sorry. I apologize for no, nothing. You, you absolutely had that. you damn right I did. But would... Then would that make Triple H the face in that, or would it, yes. just kind of be, it would be heel versus heel? No, he's got to be the face. He's going to be he's the biggest star right now in Samoa Joe. You got you know everybody knows Triple H for years. All this stuff, the the, the, the casual fans. No, he's the baby face. You got to turn him. It's a it's a disaster plan if 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 Seth Rollins can't go. That's why they're dipping in. I think these things with people saying to Samoa Joe. Hey, you just you're just uh, you know Triple H is lackey. That's all you are, just to piss Joe off. It's a slow burn. 
They could always go to it down the road, but if they have to pull the trigger quick because Seth Rollins can't go, then you pull the trigger and you go with Joe as the heel. And you turn Hunter. You nodding your head means nothing to me, sir. This is an audio show, video secondary here. Do you not talk to the corporate people here? No, I steer far, far away from them. Well, I'm just saying. You got to pay attention to what's going on here. Sean in Houston, you're on a Taz show. What's up, buddy? Good moment, Taz. What's up, man? Whack, whack to the Lumberjack Torch Jones. Whack, see, it flows better. Whack, whack. I, uh, I've got my off the hooks. Okay, go for it. The Taz Show themed WrestleMania off the hooks. This one is a uh, sound effects store gauntlet match. Okay. And it involves the Undertaker, the Macho Man, the Matt Hardy. Yes. Green Mean. Yes. Half Johnny. <laughs> Bishop Bullwinkle. Mike Francesca. And Bill Belichick. Stop! <laughs> I, I, I like the whole thing. Day, night. Cold, hot. I, I think it's perfect. Actually, uh, I like that. That's very good thinking. Um, <laughs> just to see the Mike Francesa in the match is money to me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that'd be great. <laughs> hey, Taz, as, as always, I want to uh, not do like disingenuous Jones yes. and give you a thank you. You're always very complimentary of my phone calls, and we just appreciate the heck out of you. Thank you, buddy. And uh, I think I, uh, I've got your chant for you in regards to the whack-whack. I is, think... Uh, I think it should be chop, chop, whack, whack. It's all about Taz. No one gives a crap about the Lumberjack. It almost, it does rhyme. I think it's pretty good. I, I think that's that's actually not bad. Uh, I got to say, uh, Sean, that's that's actually pretty good, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you calling. It's actually pretty good. I, I like the burial of, of you. That was pretty good. It needs a little tightening up, but <laughs> I think he, the, the meat of it is it's you, not me. Oh, yeah. And then we just need to... Yeah. No days off. No. <laughs> it is. It is about me. We we know this, dude. It's the Taz show, and uh, and again, the trending. I'm I'm really starting to think. Uh, you know, it's becoming a regular thing. Let's be honest. I mean, it, you're, it really, you're, you're a really popular guy. I mean, well, it's the show. It's not just me. Well, let's be honest. It is just me. <laughs> but but let's. No, no, it's not just me. I'm, I'm being sarcastically a douche. That's what I'm doing. Um. What did you, uh, in your opinion, though, do, do you, because you seem like you're hesitant when I bring up, I know we got to go to break in a second, the Samoa Joe stuff, just from a fan's perspective. Do you not agree that, that, that they're teasing him turning on Triple H? No, I, I, the thing is, I think they want Seth to, re- obviously they want Seth to wrestle Triple H at WrestleMania, so they're kind of holding off. I, I don't know when they're going to pull the trigger because they don't know with Seth's injury, so it worries me, like, Let's say Seth can't go till the pay-per-view after. So it's like you turn Triple H face just to wrestle at WrestleMania, mm. and then Seth comes back, and now he's going to want to match with Triple H, obviously. And now, wait, you know, wait, you wait, got... Wait, wait button it up. So you, what, what, what's the crops of your, your, top, your, your point? What, what, I don't like the idea of having Triple H wrestle at WrestleMania just to wrestle. Like, if he can't wrestle... Um, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, I don't necessarily think... Samoa Joe should turn on him to wrestle. Use use Samoa Joe as Triple H's proxy. Like, look, I'm not with whoever, however they build the story through there. Because, like, Triple H wrestling Samoa Joe makes sense storyline-wise for WrestleMania. But then when Seth Rollins comes back, 
in a month, however long after WrestleMania, now Triple H is a face, and now Seth Rollins wants his revenge on a face. It just doesn't make sense. Well, if you really want to build Samoa Joe, to be frank, uh, you, you, then definitely do you, that. You have him wrestle Hunter and have him beat Hunter, and Hunter rides off into the sunset and just does his NXT thing as the creator, and then eventually you know, we see him down the road, maybe, because I don't think he'll ever be gone, Hunter. I, I'm just saying that would really help heal heat for and star power for Samoa Joe. But then Rollins never gets Triple H. Well, I understand. I, I, I do understand that, but... <laughs> Tough luck. What are you going to do? You <laughs> can't... I mean, the guy's hurt. That's when right. real stuff ends up happening. You know, they, they got to worry about... Uh, we got to go to break here. They got to worry about um, um, booking the biggest show of the year, the Super Bowl, the World Series. And, and that is, you know, WrestleMania. So right now, you got to worry about having a top-tier match from Raw besides that universal title. Which they did some justice to with, with Goldberg and Kevin Owens yesterday. I'll talk about that later on after I have Mike Johnson. Because Mike, PW Insider Report, coming up on the other side of the break. Taz Show, very busy. Trending edition. Be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, Taz Show. <clears throat> yeah, one hour down, one hour to go. Tuesday edition, trending. What trending? I don't know if we're trending anymore. I didn't see it anymore. Maybe it's gone. Maybe it stopped trending. Maybe it'll come back trending. I think once I announced that Mike Johnson would be on the show with a PW Insider report, it stopped trending. That's what I think happened. I don't, I'm not trying to start nothing. We don't have Mike Skype. I think we're going to have him on the phone because the, the Skype is not working. I was told last week it was. Tell you what, better start working. This Skype sent an email out yesterday. Bro, <laughs> this hottie hottie's coming on soon, bro. Without saying names, you know. <laughs> and the email you sent was very polite too. For, yes, it was. For as urgent as it was, you, Some, were, you were very help, nice. Someone helped me compose that, as you know. Oh, I wasn't going to say that. But. Someone helped me compose it. All right, we have Mike Johnson. Uh, we'll be on the phone here in a sec with the PW Insider Report. Sorry for all you guys that wanted to see the Skype on the Mike Johnson. A lot of people on the gimmick chat, by the way, at TazShow.com, interacting like crazy with them. I'm talking to people on there. Um. Somebody said here, Lloyd Travis, he says, before I get the mic, he says, chop, chop, whack, whack, it's all about Taz, not the lumberjack. I've been getting a lot of them on Twitter, too, a lot of people just burying you to have good ones. I, I saw the one that said, F yourself, lumberjack. That one was my favorite. Yeah, yeah, it's a chop, my chop, whack, whack, go F yourself, lumberjack. <laughs> that was I the think best that's one. awesome. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I do think that's awesome. All right, we're ready for uh, Mike Johnson's uh, PW Insider. Maybe not. Oh, boy. Is Mike on the phone? Because uh, uh, he's gone. Uh, he got mad. He hung up. You got to get Mike back. Yeah, no, I see. I see it where it says what line is on, uh, uh, but I don't. Uh, he's uh, now it's there. Have we got his fancy open? What a just a cluster f here in a three, two, one. And now, the PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. We give Mike 10 minutes. He gives us everything we need to know in the world of pro wrestling. Mike, I apologize. My show over the past close to two years has been digressing. It's it's, it's not increasing, it's decreasing. It really is. 
So, uh, you know, I, I got to be honest. I apologize, Mike. We're supposed to have you on the Skype. I know you got some fancy new shirts, Taz Show shirts, everything. I wanted to see how handsome you look, and now I don't, I don't get to see it. You can just come on by on the way home. Uh, I got I got busy after the show, bro. I got I got to go. Did got, you hear? He's got serious. I got to go to serious radio after this. Uh, I got to go over there. I got to go on uh, Jimmy Norton and Sam Roberts show. Oh, crossing the promotional boundaries. I like it. Ah, yes. So, PW Insider Report, the Mike Johnson. Here he is. Uh, Mike, a lot going on. I don't know if you caught any of the show in the beginning. I talked a good amount. My thoughts, opinions on this whole Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy. Boom, boom, boom. They're leaving TNA. Ba, ba, ba. I know you. You dig. You're an awesome reporter. You're the man, world-class Jones. Uh, lay it on me. Yeah, it's, it's a situation of TNA had him. And they all agreed to terms uh, verbally Ooh, back in December. Okay, didn't know that part. Got it. And when the contracts finally showed up, there was like 10 to 14 days left before the old terms expired. And the story that I've heard is when the contracts arrived, the terms of the contract were not what they agreed upon. Oh, boy. That sucks. And now, hold on, Mike. Mike, you, you're getting this from a reliable source. I have spoken to many reliable people on each side of the story in the last 48 hours. I believe that. So you're, the long and short of it is they agreed to things verbally when the paperwork came. It didn't reflect that. That's what I, from what I understand, and the wow. two major stories that we've heard were, one, the terms of the contract were double what was agreed upon, and that there was language in the contract that the Hardys were not happy with, and there was uh, a feeling that there was pressure to sign when they weren't comfortable signing, and that led to a breakdown between the two sides, and finally uh, Matt and Jeff decided, you know what, we're going we're gonna to back out of this agreement, and we're going to see what's available for us outside of TNA auspices. And um, we were told that Matt and Jeff offered to come to TV and close out their characters, and does not appear that TNA management was interested in them doing that unless they were willing to sign deals. And it looks like they they may not even be going to TV to drop the TNA Tag Team titles this week. You said they're not, or they what? What would you just say? As of right now, they are not, to right, right. my knowledge. So, so I guess they're going to have to FedEx those belts. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, or, or, or Jeff Jarrett's going to have to drive down the camera in North Carolina. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, well. See, I said that earlier. I didn't know uh, that that they offered. Uh, someone tweeted me. That I can't remember who. Damn it! There's been so much interaction here on the show today. But I, I was saying that earlier that it would shock me if Matt and Jeff were not looking to do business the right way on the out, out the door, no matter terms, what would agree to or whatever. And that that solidifies my point because they're, they're not going to do bad business. They're, they're pros, you know. Um, no, all all, si all signs are they they were willing to at least, you know at least show up and drop the belts or at least show up and close out their stories. And uh, from what I understand, TNA management at, at this juncture, as as we you know as we talk, would rather just focus on whatever they're whatever they're going to be doing going forward. And that's Amazing. fine. And that's t that's that's Impact Wrestling's prerogative. They manage, and I get that part. But the thing that I got to be blunt, like, and I said this earlier, bro, I don't understand why you know that. There's there's some potholes here. You had ample time to take those titles off of them. Mm -hmm. Well, the, I think all sides were working upon the understanding that they were going to continue. And the one thing I've heard from sources on the TNA end is the reason these contracts were so late in finally arriving to talent 
was a they were transferring over the company ownership from. Well, I talked about that earlier. That part I buy and I believe. I get yeah. that. I do. And that led to eyes not being dotted and T's not being crossed. I buy that. I do. Yep. I, I I listen. I've never tried to set up an infrastructure for a company, so I'm sure it's not an easy process. And one person associated with TNA that I spoke to said that they did try and reach out to. They didn't mention Matt, but they mentioned Jeff. And they said they tried to get a hold of Jeff for three weeks, and they could not get Jeff to return a call. Which you know, Jeff's a <laughs> Jeff's a flighty individual at times. That I don't mean that in a negative way. That you know, he happen. he lives he he marches to the beat of his own drum. So no, entirely possible. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Jeff is definitely uh, a different cat. cat. <laughs> He's a different cat. Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, Matt, different story. Um, why would you try and get a hold of Jeff anyway? Get a hold of Matt. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Listen, I wasn't there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's an interesting situation, and it's it's an unfortunate deal. And the way that TNA is kind of approaching this is, they are rebuilding this company, and the company has had a lot of problems. And if guys don't want to get on board with the way things are going to be going forward, then it's best to just let them go and focus on rebuilding. And I don't I don't feel this way personally. But some of the mindset that has been spoken about to me is look at what the viewership is now from the time they were on Destination America, you know, the current pop TV viewership. Um, No one is bringing an audience, uh, a a number of eyeballs in, in droves. They're, you know, they're not driving the audience. It's just going, it's just staying where it is in a certain area. And therefore... Nobody is irreplaceable right now. And it's not a knock on the guys. It's just nobody is irreplaceable, and we're going to build for the future. And if they don't want to be on board with what that future is and what we want it to be, then it's best they leave and they move on. And that's kind of the stance they've taken about Drew Galloway leaving. And the reason I believe the, the stories about the contract showing up late with the Hardys, Drew Galloway, from what we understand, it's a similar situation. He waited and waited and waited for TNA to approach him about signing a new deal, and then apparently nothing got taken care of until the last two or three weeks, and that made Galloway a little trepidatious about remaining, and now he's going to go out and see what, what's, what's out there for him. Yeah, listen, man, I, I, I've, you know, some of those people that are still in management there or involved with meetings and stuff, I've worked with at TNA, and, you know, I, that's not the first time I've heard that kind of an overtone of, look, it's our way to the highway, it's a new feel, a new this. And I, I get that. I respect that. But, you know, you got an act that's you're arguably your top act in TNA, in the Hardys, in the Broken Gimmick, that you know how over it was that you dedicated a whole friggin' show to it. Yep. I mean, so, like, I, I think you got to somehow, someway lock these guys down. Um... You, you just got to make it happen, and you can't have language change in writing after you verbally d- agreed. Now, I, 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 we both, well, I shouldn't say both. I do agree that when, and you kind of said it too, when there's an infrastructure change to the level that's happened and all the drama that happened at TNA and impact and all the stuff with the changeover, I get it. That's a bitch. That's tough. I got it. But I'm telling you right now, man, you you got to try and lock these guys down. You can't have the attitude. Drew Galloway, too. You can't have the attitude. You have money invested in these guys. You can't have the attitude like, look, this is the way we're doing it. You like it? Cool. You don't? Go away. It's a new regime. Yeah, well, who are you making? Are you making talent? Like, so you did the whole broken Matt Hardy thing, the broken Jeff Hardy, which is awesome. I loved it. I love that TNA gave the guys the platform and, and the resources. But, you know, was anyone really made besides, you know, you had a chance to make other people. 
You know, and, and I don't think they, I don't think they even did that. No, I, I think they gave the Hardys a lot of creative freedom, and the Hardys were the, let's face it, the Hardys made more money with the creation of this gimmick than TNA did because the Hardys were the ones that were able to go out to the independents and uh, on a merchandise and from a merchandise perspective and go out and monetize this. TNA did not have the infrastructure available to do this because they weren't running shows, and I think. Part of the issue was that TNA, uh, from what we understand, they want to start controlling the independent bookings of the guys and, and, and the girls. And if they go out and they work an independent date, TNA feels that if you're under contract to them, what we're told, and I want to I preface this by saying I spoke to a lot of people in TNA and not one of them would go on record or even speak to me quietly behind the scenes and say, yes, that's correct. But one of the stories that's floating around is that TNA now wants any outside revenue from their talents 10% of that would now go to TNA. So that's a booking fee. So that's basically like no, if you... Even, like even if TNA wasn't involved in setting up the booking. So like let's say you were signed, they would they would say, well, you, yeah. you get 10% of the Taz showing. Well, I got news for you. The WWF back in the day, like contracts for talent, had a similar language. That's not new news. I'm, a lot of people don't know that, but that's the truth. And I didn't agree with it then, I don't agree with it now. Okay, I, I, if you have someone under contract, you better be paid. Like, I had something similar years ago, my wrestling contract with WWF. I was getting a, paid a lot of money. <laughs> so I had no problem with that because I had no interest in working for anybody else. Okay? But some talents in this day and age at TNA, these guys, from what I understand, there's a lot of day-to-day contracts. So if you have someone on a day-to-day contract, in essence, a, a, a mid-level opening match talent, these guys and girls are not making a lot of money as it is. Why are you going to do that to them? That this, That's not cool. Yeah, and, and I think it's also, and I wrote about this on PW Insider yesterday, I think a part of this is also Jeff Jarrett and Dutch Mantel and so forth, they're going to control the dictate and the flow of the stories going forward. So that means that Matt Hardy, who has had an extreme amount of creative creative control, is going to be giving that up. And it may just be that the Hardys are looking at this as saying, okay, they want us. They want ten percent of our outside pro- proceeds. They want. It, they want to take away the creative control. They're only going to pay us X if we're going to give these things up. We might as well try and go back to WWE because we're going to get the most money for our time working in the WWE system. And let's face it, they're they're at the. And I don't mean this to knock them, and I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way. They're at the tail end of their career. I said that earlier. They're in the twilight. They're in the twilight of. They're in the twilight of their career. I was saying that earlier. Why wouldn't they want to close out their business at WWE? There was probably nothing. They probably wanted to leave. Meaning Matt and Jeff. I would assume so. You know, I understand Matt. Matt really wanted to stay. He he. You know, it, okay. it allowed him to work with his family. Allowed him to travel with his family. He had his wife. You know, his wife Rebecca was involved. They were doing stuff with Senor Benjamin, who's also a family member. They right. were able to have some fun with King Maxwell. He was with Jeff. They were able to create these things and, and have fun and have a lot of creative fulfillment. But at the end of the day, if you're not going to have those things, then you might as well try and go and make the most money possible. You only have. I, I think Matt Hardy is the one that really popularized the term publicly in the Hardy Boys autobiography that came out a decade ago or so. You only have so many bumps in the bump card, as oh, guys say. I, I've been saying that for a long time. Bump card, Matt didn't invent that, but I hear you. That, that's he popularized it. Uh, he, he why, why, it how do you know he popular? Because you, you read it? Yes. No, that's not true. No, not yes. No! Okay, wrong. No, that strike that from the podcast when this drops. Take audio that out, Dennis. Demand. Hold on, Mike. Take that out of the audio on demand. We don't want that, that line. That was a lie by Mike Johnson. Um, Mike, 
I like the side. <laughs> just disappointing. What's your autobiography? Total. I'm not doing an autobiography. Listen to me. The thing is this. That back to that ten percent thing, I'm a little irked by that. I got to tell you. So, so just back, let's back up a little bit. So, if I'm a young wrestler, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go to TNA and they're going to sign me, mm-hmm. okay, uh, are they? There's going to be language in my deal that says if I get a booking for you know whatever you know whatever Ring of Honor, somebody doesn't have TV, whoever, right? So I go to PWG and I'm I'm going to work a weekend when I'm not when I don't have any dates for TNA, I got to pay them ten percent per shot, correct? That's from what I understand, based on what I've heard from different people, yes. Right. And when I've asked, when I've asked people who work for TNA, uh, I they have declined to comment on that. That's heavy, uh, because when you know what? And like I said, usually means in wrestling. Okay, you caught us, and I'm not going to acknowledge that you've caught us. Of course. Now the thing is, like, if you pay, like I said earlier about, I could just go back to one of my deal in WWF as a wrestler. If if you're paying someone a lot of money. You know, my thing was like a lot of us back in WWF them that we had similar language like that in our deals, that were like you know they were paying you so much money you had no desire, interest, or need to work for anybody else. Yeah. So so if you're gonna do that in TNA, then cool, take ten, take twenty percent. You know, take thirty percent. I, I do <laughs> want to point out that in the case of Galloway and in the case of Matt and Jeff, I was told that they were offered deals that would have made them the three highest paid performers in the company. Now, what that what that money level was, I don't know. I doubt they were they were offers for five million dollars a year. Um, but I was told that in each of their cases, you know, because we got to be fair to TNA, they were the highest paid offers and uh, in, in terms of salary, yeah, for performers. Well, I believe that. I, I totally. But I don't think. Talent. Yeah, I don't think TNA was being cheap with them, from what I understand. Because I I got a couple of people I talked to, too, and and I know some people, and and I don't think that TNA was being cheap with them. Uh, I I totally agree with that. I just don't. I I don't like hearing as a former worker. I don't like hearing we agree to something verbally and then when it comes out in paper, it's wrong. Yeah. You know, I had a similar thing with one of my WWE contracts years ago, where we agreed to something and then in the paperwork, one one point was was way off of what we discussed. I saw Vince at TV. I, I said, Vince, you have a second. I talked. Yeah, yeah. What's up? I pulled him aside. We talked literally for one minute. And within two hours, my lawyer emailed me a, rever- a revised contract that was fixed. It was just a misunderstanding, you know. But it was one, it was one thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but when you have, I've also heard of guys where it's completely like this, where it's a little bit. There's a lot of things that are off tilt of what we discussed. That's not cool. Yeah, that, and I think the whole thing's an unfortunate situation because I, I do believe that the Hardys TNA relationship was the best for both worlds and i you know i think galloway leaving is a a huge uh dent in the armor because his work was impeccable but there's undoubtedly a situation here where matt and jeff hardy were certainly of a higher profile especially amongst online fans and 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 younger fans because they still had tons and tons of fans of different age groups that were flocking to them at independent shows um and I think the Hardys leaving, there was definitely, there's definitely going to be a negative uh, backlash to that. And I already saw that online yesterday on some social media platforms where now Jeff Jarrett was playing the role of Dixie Carter, and he was the one getting the dirt kicked on him. Of course. Well, that you know, comes... Like Billy Martin used to do the yeah. umpires. <laughs> Billy Martin, yeah, 1980 wants to reference back. But listen, <laughs> um, um, the thing is, uh, you know, 
Jeff knows that. That comes with the territory. Unfortunately, when you when you run a company and you're in creative control, I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna get floggled at times. Um, it happens. Uh, all right. So I'm just before we move on here, real quick, because I got to wrap this up in a minute. Um, the thing is, bro, are you getting a lot? Like you guys over at PW Insider. Uh, are you guys getting a lot of traction? Well, traction is wrong word. You're getting a lot of uh, attention. Like you're getting a lot of static in a good way. Business about this this broken Jeff Hardy TNA WWE. Is this is this like the top thing going on your site? I'd say in the last 24 hours, it was certainly the top story. We we you know there were there there was a lot of there were a lot of emails and a lot of questions that we received from readers in the last 24 hours. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of mentioned it that this might be coming the day on Sunday evening when I wrote about Drew Galloway leaving, and mm. there was like, oh, "Are you sure they're not going to leave? No way that's going to happen." And you know, the next day, by the time I had everything confirmed and I wrote about it, it was like my email just—I posted the article, and like two seconds later, the emails are just coming through, and I said, "Up." Oh. Oh. There's definitely interest there. People, nope. people are interested. And, and but, you know, listen, the one positive, because there's always a positive, and you got to point it out, they had money earmarked for Matt Jeff and Drew Galloway. Yeah. That now allows them, since the all three, you know, unless something vastly happens by midnight, because from what I understand, the Hardys deal expires at midnight tonight. Uh, min, Wednesday, as soon as it's midnight on Wednesday, the Hardys are free and clear. That'd be great if they were working, everybody. But, uh, it would be. I, well, uh, you listen. You I asked uh, some people. The last second with a Hail Mary pass, and uh, uh, next yeah. thing you know, they're all signed. It'd be great if they were working, everyone. That'd be awesome. But, but um, you but, know what I was saying earlier, too, Mike? Like, you know, you, you remember this. I was saying this on the air. Like, remember years ago, man, this would have been a thing where, like, uh-oh, now now they're going to go to WWE and drop the titles, uh, you know, in a garbage can. You know, to, uh, to yeah. w, you know what I mean? Like, those days are gone, you know, which is, in a way, good. I mean, that stuff yeah. was exciting, but I'm glad that I think everyone's – uh, a little bit more do higher route, higher road business in this day and age now. I think you know? I would agree. And the the one the one silver lining in this is that TNA will now have X amount more money to go out and sign other talents. Well, hopefully they do, um, or you know, or, or put some of it into you know uh, building current talents. That's yeah. the thing. I'm about building talent. You know, making new stars. And I mean, as as great as the the, the Hardy gimmick was, I mean, did, did anyone get the rub? I mean, we saw Abyss tag him with um, I was, Crazy I was Steve. What's that? You might be able to make a case for decay, but yeah, well, that's, how that's, much of that was also the the presentation with the Marilyn Manson music and the addition of Rosemary and Billy Corgan, his involvement there. Because I, I think since Corgan's left, decay's kind of receded a little bit. But decay is Abyss and and uh, and Crazy, Crazy Steve, Steve, right? Yeah. So listen, Abyss has been around for years. Abyss is not made. He's made. A, I mean, meaning like you don't need to make Abyss. He's made already in there. Right. You know that. And Steve, okay, I yeah, got it, but. But he, uh, he's been there a long time, too. It's about new young stars, like, really make them make them. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Like, it, they, well, well, they made Vanguard 1. <laughs> yes, and, and I believe that uh, my director video, Brian, is leaving to go work for Vanguard 1. Uh, so, Drone I City just, I just heard that when, uh, when, yeah. when, my, when my phone rang. Yes. Yeah. So, so uh, anyway, that's the deal. Um, right, anything else going on here, bro? What's going on? Oh, we got SmackDown tonight, and uh, allegedly we'll find out who's going to be facing Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. Although my gut feeling still says it's Randy Orton. Um, I I think so too. I, and uh, yeah. the uh, I got a lot of emails about this overnight. I want to address this one. I, I think they're building up to Mick Foley leaving as general manager. You think? You know, Best uh, Stephanie cut his, uh, cut his nuts off. Head that one. Yeah, jeez. Um, yeah. You know, Mick Mick's already made it clear he intends to go get hip replacement surgery, which I'm very happy for him that that's going to take place because I the one thing I the one thing I hate is the idea of that man with everything he's given the wrestling walking around in so much pain. Yep. 
I, so I want that. I want him to alleviate that pain and and, and be healthy for his family. Especially uh, got young kids. I love Mick. He's yeah. the, he is a great, great guy. I know him a long time. I consider him a good friend. So, so I'm going to make a crazy prediction here. Yeah. And if you said this, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to hack you. Oh. Um, I, uh, hack alert! Yeah, what's that? I have heard um, Kurt Angle is going to be scheduled for the post-WrestleMania TVs. And that he's going to be around post-WrestleMania. So I, bel- I would not be shocked if maybe Kurt Angle slides into that role. Interesting. I did not say that, um, but um, that's interesting. I think well, that you can feel free to hack me if you'd like. No, I don't hack anyone, so I'm too good <laughs> to have to hack. Please. I know I was trending. I was trending for an hour, and I announced you were coming on the show. And next thing you know, I stopped trending. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole other story. You sound like my family. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, on that note, uh, look, Mike, it's been great having you on as usual. You know. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Two days in a row. We're gonna have to send you a check. Uh, just keep waiting for it. What are you nuts? What's that? <laughs> all right, buddy. All right, listen, I'll talk to you later, all right? All right, guys. Oh, wait, you want to plug your stuff? Give out music. You want to plug your stuff? Uh, of course I want to plug my stuff. Yeah. I live for that. Yeah, yeah. well, what, 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 Dennis wants to say something first. What's no, up? I don't want to say anything. I'm just, I love her, uh, Jack. Okay. Good moment. Good moment, Good Mike. Moment, How Jack. are you? He's, I'm, I'm wonderful. Okay, plug your stuff. We have another minute before we go to break. Yeah, take two, three minutes. Go for it. All right, everybody. Thank you for checking us out. You can visit us at pwinsider.com 24-7. If you want to check out the ad-free PW Insider Elite experience, you can do that at pwinsiderelite.com. Three days free and get tons of audio and other stuff. And you can follow me at Twitter at MikePWinsider. And uh, Kaz, you are a wonderful human being. Thank you. I'm the best. Uh, We know this. And I appreciate it, Mike. And, And... On that note, Mike, uh, I'm going to let you go, buddy. All right? All right. I didn't get fired. Great. You're back for another week next week, kid. All right. Take care, everybody. See you, brother. Thanks. Good, mo- Good moment. Just cut him off right there. So that's Mike Johnson right there. we got to go to break, actually. I don't know what's going on here on this show. Just really burning my ass. Anyway, uh, I'll start a break. Get a little more into Raw. Got f- Okay. <laughs> God almighty. Someone help me. We gotta have a post production meeting. I, I, I gotta I got I gotta have a production meeting with the staff. And I have I have to go down to Sirius Radio after this. And I gotta have a production meeting with you. One on one meeting. When uh we'll get talk. ready to beat this. Get your <laughs> right, sir. Please. I didn't know Mike had an outro song. Yeah, it's called salsa. I because you a, should pay attention. I thought that was a one-off. Dude, fans, I, I, now I'm going to turn them on you. Audience, please, let Mike know. Everyone, not Mike, let Dennis know. Tweet Dennis at I'm a big superstar named Dennis Jones now. That's his Twitter handle, I think. Tweet four, Dennis. Four. <laughs> tweet Dennis about the salsa music that Mike Johnson always had it from back way, way when. You played it yesterday for him. I didn't realize that was a... Uh... Because you don't pay attention to the, to the world you live in, sir. Oh, the Taz Show world. Yeah. You just take a big paycheck and walk away. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say big. I take a paycheck. Will you stop? On that note, I got to go to break. Taz Show, all this other break. Phone calls, more raw talk, Facebook Live, all this other stuff. Goodbye. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
Yes, I'm seeing this thing here about the Adidas, the world famous sporting apparel gear. They're offering an island to anyone at the combine who can break Chris Johnson's 4.24 second, 4.2, 4 yard dash. But they must be wearing Adidas, Adidas Zero, five star 40 cleats. My son actually wears Adidas Zeros, Adidas for lacrosse. They're very lightweight. Can we get him in? Get who in? Your son in the combine. Oh, uh, he's a little young. He's he's a high school senior. He might get his ass whooped, but it's no physicality. They can make exceptions. No, but he but he he would, he would do actually pretty well, I think. And I mean, he's a strong kid in the weight room, but these other guys are obviously a lot stronger. They're pro athletes. They're going to be pro athletes. They're older than him. I mean, they're bigger. But he can run pretty good. He can't run a four two. He probably could run a four or five. He's pretty fast. He's actually very fast for his sport. But anyway, that's not the topic. The topic is about Adidas. Offering an island to anyone. Dude, an island. Like, what do you mean an island? Like, here's Aruba. What are they talking about? They didn't really specify. An island? They just, uh... Dude, I'm thinking you got bad information. No, uh, off, off ESPN. Like, oh, here official. you go. Here's Bahamas. You could have the Bahamas. Because you ran a, a 4-1, which is almost impossible. No. You gotta be like a cheetah to run a 4-1. The article says the fine print says that Adidas agrees to provide a winner with an island, quote, as soon as reasonably possible. But the company can also just pay an athlete a million dollars instead. I, what, what is So Adidas is gonna take over an island and then be like, here's your here's your island. Yeah, that's, that's reasonably possible. That's good for some kid who goes there, who who, <laughs> who run, he he's, comes out, he, he doesn't end up in a draft, but he runs a 4-2-2, beats Chris Johnson's 4-2-4. They give him an island, and then the guy is not a good football player, and he can't get a job in the NFL. But he's got an island. But he's got an island. What's he going to do with it? How's he going to get there? How's he going to fly there? Or take a boat. He's got no money. These are kids coming out of college that not all of them, just because they're in the combine, which I'm a big mark for the combine, by the way. I'll, I will we'll cover that here. Seriously. This weekend. I love the combine. Big mark. Big mark for it. Always watch the combine. But it doesn't tell you that a guy's going to be a great football player. It's because you got great numbers in the great vertical leap, or you you could run an out powder with nobody covering you with cones around you, and you could bench 225, you know, 35 times. Doesn't mean that you're a great football player. I remember with the Jets, not to get off this topic for a minute, I remember with the Jets years ago, they got an offensive guard, I think it was a guard or tackle, Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne Johnson, that's the rock, Dwayne Robinson, who played for uh, Kentucky, University of Kentucky. And he had these great combine numbers, and he was a just, he sucked. And they started him because all this money they paid him, and he just, they had money invested in him. He just wasn't good. And he, get, he, he lasted with the Jets for a couple of years. The guy was not, no, he was a defensive lineman, I think. Please look it up. Dwayne Robertson. That's it. Dwayne Robertson. The defensive tackle, I think, right? Not an offensive tackle. He was a defensive Fourth lineman. overall in the 2003 NFL draft. Fourth, because his combine numbers were insane. He was a DT or DE? Uh, defensive tackle. There you go. All my stuff. So, uh, by the way, real quick before I move on from football stuff, uh, Steelers and uh, wide receiver the great Antonio Brown, who's a little bit of an annoying guy, by the way, but he's a great player, agreed to a four-year, $68 million extension, making him the highest-paid wide receiver in the game. It's tough to argue. I mean, Julio Jones I throw some money at. Julio Jones is the beast. But... I ain't got a problem with that. Hey, $68 million extension? God bless you, kid. <laughs> really? So, it's crazy. These guys are making sick loot. I make $64 million here. 
Oh, I make $64. I can't even get a friggin' Skype machine to work up in this effing place. Up in here! Doors open, I'm cursing and yelling. Management's gonna hear me burying them. Curse, you said close the door, they don't know. No, but they, I'm burying their management. They get very upset when I do that. Like, don't talk bad about us. We're very egocentric. Don't say anything bad about us. Anyway. Hey, uh, Zeke in Texas, you are on the Taz Show. What's up, man? Hey, Taz. Good moment. Good moment, my friend. How you doing? Eh, pretty good, man. Just a little little pissed, but it's not a... Hey, welcome to my world, buddy. What's going on? Well, obviously, you've been talking about the, the whole Hardy situation and everything. And, you know, I just wanted to ask your opinion on... Everybody's saying, you no, know, these guys should go to WWE. And, I mean, I understand that. they, You know, their careers were really kind of made there. Right. But right now, with this resurgence, with this character, you know, would it, you know why doesn't anybody bring up, like, Lucha Underground or something? You know, something where, I mean, this character would fit in perfectly there. Uh, no, I don't disagree. I think part of the problem with Lucha Underground with them is a couple things. Um... One, it would be budget. I don't think they'd get the money that they would want. That's number one. Number two, Lucha Underground is a one-hour show as opposed to two hours. And I think with the the broken gimmick, doing their stuff, what they do on their compound, all that, you need a lot of time for that. So now you're dedicating a lot of time from a one-hour show, which with commercial breaks is less than one hour. Um, I also I also think that being a seasonal show might be a little rough, too, because that leads to the budget. You know, they're seasonal. Uh, they, they tape a bunch of yeah. shows, and they go on a break. So they're not paying. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're not paying what other companies are paying, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. But, you would, you know, they could probably work better independence and stuff just, you know, with that schedule. But then I, I get what you're saying, though. Money is really where it's at. You know? It is. Like, dude, Zeke, some guys are like, well, why does he, Why don't they just go to New Japan? It'd be great. New Japan, New Japan. That's the last place they should go. That The characters don't fit in New Japan. Their in-ring style is especially, you know, they're not they're not working the fast pace they used to work. They still could work, but they're getting older. I mean, they're in the twilight of their careers. They're not going to go to New Japan and, and, and go night to night to night to night to night with, with, with 23 and 24-year-olds that are full of uh, piss and vinegar. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So that's the thing. But uh, but I appreciate you calling, Zeke. Thank you so much, buddy. I hope, you're, uh, hope your mood changes and you're not pissed off like I am a lot of times. I hate everyone. You know I mean, sometimes, I mean, I, I should have actually asked him, what's the problem? He seemed like he was a little upset. That's okay. He'll get over it. And we're on the Facebook Live, by the way. I'll get on there in a second. Hey, Aaron in Arkansas, you're on the Taz Show. What's up, guy? Good moment, Taz. Chop, chop, woman, Jack. Good moment, big guy. Chop, chop. All right, so I got a couple of things. Yes, sir. All right, uh, you asked for someone to call in and give insight on what WWE does about signs. Yes, and I got a buddy who tells me the story. He went to a Monday Night Raw one time, and he had like a generic John Cena sign just as a cover-up. And he used clear tape and taped an extra sign to the back of it. <laughs> and so once he got through and got to his seat, he took the John Cena sign and threw it away. He had a Watch TNA Impact on Thursday sign. That's funny. <laughs> That is a good yeah. one. Yeah. So, uh, That's pretty I mean, good. Now, yeah. I just went to the Royal Rumble, and whenever I was there, I didn't see you know anyone checking signs or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I think, it, I'm think sorry. it probably has to be kind of obvious. I think it. so. I was getting word from somebody messaging. I think, Dennis, you got messages from somebody too, right? That, that they're, they're not really screening signs, correct, D? Yeah. Uh, let me... Dennis is in the middle of eating a bag of peanuts, Aaron. I think he's trying to lose weight. He looks like he's got like trail mix and some health foods. Yeah. You're trying to lose well, weight, aren't you? 
That's uh, how you gain weight with trail mix. That's right? true. It's all cobs. Oh, he, he's well, clueless. <laughs> he's eating nuts. I have nuts. Yeah, you have nuts. I got a bag of grapes. You got, uh, yeah, I knew you were trying to watch your weight because you had little sandwich bags. I, I got an this, apple. I give this a week, son. <laughs> uh, I give it the rest of today. Egg white wraps. Nah, yeah, that white wraps are good until you load it with cheese. Then it kind of kills it. But <laughs> yeah, no, you don't say it, Chef Mike. I mean, the carb, <laughs> Chef Mike. The carbs from the wrap doesn't help either. But yeah, Dennis, you're gonna fail on this diet. Um, all right. So what else you got going on, Aaron? All right. So we're talking about the tag team titles with the Hardys and everything. And you, you kind of touched on that throwing the the belts in the garbage is kind of a passe thing. I remember whenever WWE first brought back ECW in 2006 rhino at the time was in tna yes and this is the last time i remember it happening but i remember rhino throwing the ecw championship in the trash saying that it was dead and that they shouldn't bring it back you know so my question uh, did is, you tweet that because i saw somebody tweeted that yeah that was me all right uh, yeah we've just been busy here Dude, and you know, I, I don't even remember. I'm not saying you're lying. I know it happened. I don't even remember that happening, you know. I think because it was so way past ECW then, it was kind of like, you know, uh, that's what I think, my opinion. I don't I don't even remember him doing that, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty unmemorable. And if I can find the video, I'll, I'll tweet it to you. But uh, my question pretty much was, you know, since ECW had already been dead and gone for about five years, is that different than if it were... You know, the Hardys coming on WWE and throwing the TNA belts in the trash. Wait, say, uh, back up. You broke up. Say that one more time. All right, I was just pretty much asking if it was different because ECW was already out of business. I think so. Yeah, I think it's definitely different uh, because they are out of business. And it's like, what do you, it's like you're, and thank you for calling, Aaron. I appreciate it, dude. I, I hate to say it like this, but it's like if, if you know, you, you're, you're, if something is dead and then you're throwing mud on it. What are you doing? It's dead already, you know. I mean, so like what, what that. So I don't think it is that big of a, you know, uh, an outlandish thing to me. I guess that's why I don't remember that happening. Uh, but um, but you know, Aaron's telling the truth because it did, and that's cool. And and I forgot that, but I, I think it's a different day and age now. I mean, uh, back to uh, back to Raw though. So so you know, I, I here's my problem with Raw. Um. Quite frankly, I, I just don't think they really did anything, just my opinion, to get people to watch Fastlane this Sunday. I, I don't. Um, I'm not saying they did not uh, do stuff with their, with their talents going to certain matches and, and stories. that They did. Uh, they definitely did. But, but I don't. Like, okay, for example, like the New Day having that full segment. Uh, I, I don't understand that. They're like hosting something with Fast Lane, right? What are they doing? They're doing no, they're hosting WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania, I mean, I'm sorry. They host WrestleMania. What are they doing at Fast Lane? They'll probably have a backstage segment and dump bootios on kids. No, I'm, saying, and, they're not, I'm looking for that thing. I know you gave me it to you. I'm trying to find it because this, this, this thing never gets cleaned up. And, and I, I, yeah, just, it's funny. Everything's funny here. And then I'm a bully. <laughs> no, it's bull, dude. Like, I, it's fuck, you know. Yeah, here you go. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Here we go. There you go. Here you go. Here we go. We don't need to be freaking organized. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We're good now. Yeah, if you didn't watch the video, uh, that, I had, that you, was worth it. Maybe you can explain what happened for those. Uh, it yeah. just snowed. Yeah, it snowed papers, and I got upset and threw everything. Taz, you have anger problems. You bullied him. I didn't bully him. He's not doing his job. Yeah. That was exciting. Yeah. Glad you find it funny. Everything's funny here. 
Big joke. Big joke. Taz, your career. I piss on that. <sighs> All right. Anyway, fast lane. So back to Raw. Okay. They did advance something with Kevin Owens and Bill Goldberg, but they did it in the first segment. And I liked it. I liked the segment. I liked that it was just them two. I, I did. I liked the verbiage of both men. I liked the promo segment. Um, I don't know if I would have done it first. Maybe as a crossover at the 9, 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. point, maybe there. Uh, you can't close the show with it. You could have, because it's for the Universal title. Um, but I, um, I, I just felt like three hours later I forgot about it. So that's my point on the Universal title. You, you, you do it first, the angle with Kevin Owens, the promo segment, and Bill Goldberg on a three-hour broadcast. I forgot all about it by the time we get to the, <laughs> the end of the show. So that, that's my opinion on that. Uh, that's armchair quarterbacking, but that, that, it, it is what it is. I'm just being honest. Um, you know, I think they, they did a decent job advancing the Raw Tag Team title match. You know, Gallows and Anderson are going to, uh, uh, you know, defend their titles against Enzo and Cass. So they had kind of a quasi-cop captain's match with Cass wrestling Gallows and, and Cass winning. I got no problem there. I think that was okay. Um cruiserweight stuff i i think it the cruiserweights and and i love them you know i put them over all the time the cruiserweights have become it's it's more of austin aries <laughs> he, he's getting a push you know and and i i told you guys this austin aries should be and will be the hood ornament of the cruiserweights and he should be i'm kind of tired of him being a commentator because i love his work so much and i and i think what he started hinting at that i think his commentary days are coming to an end here soon and he's going to be full throttle and do a run-in or something because they, Michael Cole did say he will be, Austin will be announcing, commentating during that match with Neville and Gallagher for the Cruiserweight title come this Sunday at Fastlane. So I wouldn't be shocked somehow, some way, if uh, Austin Aries gets involved with that match. I think I kind of said that a couple of weeks ago, too. Uh, yes, you're nodding your head. Yes, talk, sir. talk, sir. You like to talk when you put yourself over, right? I'm not sorry. I apologize for nothing. But when it comes time to put me over, you nod your head. No, you're right on all accounts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not picking these papers up either. That were all over the studio. Me either. We're going to have Rover. That's. No, Rover. <laughs> it's his piss mat. <laughs> we got to house funny. break him. Look, man, you're obviously in a bad mood because you're on a diet. Okay. I'm not, I'm not the one who just threw papers in the because air. I snapped, bro. I threw the, the, the rack, I threw everything. It you're was, on a diet, you're sucking scene. down nuts now. That's your new thing. You're su- yeah, you're sucking down nuts, the box crusher, and you're in a bad mood. I am far from a bad mood. You can I, eat all your apples and grapes all you want. Hope you choke on uh, the skin of a grape. How about that? The skin of a grape? A skin of a grape. I hope you choke on one. I don't want you to die. Just choke and have a little fear put in you. Not today. That's what I want. I'll give it a whirl. You prick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway... Such a bully. Such a bully. What else did I say? I told about the cruiserweights. Yeah, man. It's it's a it's a lot of Austin areas. Just get them out there already. Just do it. Do it last night. They didn't. They, they're gonna do it, I think, Sunday. So beware. I think we're going Austin Aries, babyface, Neville, heel champ. I think it's gonna be a great angle. I do. I think that's where they're going for sure. Uh, thing that was pushed the biggest, I guess, would be the last thing of the night, which I don't think should have been the last thing of the night and shouldn't have been pushed, and that was Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman, a contract signing for their match, that there's no title online, no nothing, 
and uh, I don't understand why that's last. Why don't we end it with the promo segment for the Universal title? And I'm telling you, I'm staying the course. Kevin Owens is keeping that Universal title. You still think he's not, huh? I still think Goldberg will be victorious Sunday. Okay. We did see a little advancement of Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn. Uh, Samoa Joe had a big part on He was all over Raw last night, which I was happy for Joe. And I'm like, okay, when he got interviewed, Joe, on the stage, you had to figure, okay, they got to do something with Sammy because otherwise it's Sammy's irrelevant. And they had to come out and attack Joe, and they got into a fight. I was happy with that. But the point is, nothing really... They put some time into things that have nothing to do like, <laughs> with fasting. Right or wrong. Like, right. You know, like we, we were talking about the, about the New Day. Like, I, I don't understand why? why. It's like just to do a bad Oscars joke. <laughs> that was terrible. Come on, that's what oh, it was. Oh, that was so bad. It really was. So, um, I, I don't know. I just didn't... Uh, uh, I mean, they gave the women some justice, but there were some things that just happened that just put more time into to, to the championship stuff. You know, do something else would... would again, I, I, like I said, I don't want to sit here and backtrack on Kevin Owens, Bill Goldberg. I did like their promo segment. You know what? I'm going to just... I alluded to it. I'm going to just say it. It should have been last. Now that I'm thinking about it more and more, we shouldn't have had the last segment on Raw be Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman with the contract thing and Roman Reigns struggling with heat to get up and they're putting Roman as the underdog. Um, and I got a feeling Braun Strowman's losing the match. Yeah. I got a feeling. But we'll do a prediction thing on on uh, Friday about that. So uh, we'll see. Uh, Colin, you're uh, you're in uh, Steel City. You're on the Taz Show. What's up, buddy? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> What's up, buddy? Huh? Colin. Hello? Dude, you're on a show. You're on a Taz show. What's up? Sorry, man. I just got back from work. I almost passed out. Wait, what's going on, Taz? Good, buddy. Am I putting you to sleep? No, no. I, long night, man. Long night. I hear you, buddy. How long you been on hold? You're falling asleep. You're drooling on yourself. How long you been on hold? 6.55, brother. I call in early, man. Damn. Well, I appreciate you staying on hold that long. I got to go. No, I'm kidding. What's... <laughs> you sleep? Wait, were you actually sleeping throughout no, no, no. I, my, my girlfriend just tapped me on the shoulder. She goes, you're on. I go, <laughs> so you were sleeping. <laughs> honey, honey, wake up. Taz is talking to you. I, I would love it if you said, Kyle, if you said to me, Taz, so what's your thoughts on Matt Hardy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I talked about that for like a half hour. What's up, bud? I'm from Mike Johnson and everything. All right, uh, I hear you. What's up? <laughs> Give my week five off the hook. And go then I had, a, I had a question. Okay, go. All right, week five, I wanted to uh, see a uh, Intercontinental Championship match between Eli Drake and Mr. Ken Kennedy. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I like Eli Drake. He's good. I like Ken Anderson, too, Ken Kennedy. But, yeah, okay, cool. That's my it? Question. No, I got my question. I did all my all. I've been on every week trying to get on for the Off the Hook series, man. Love it. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Um, uh, I just wanted to ask, um, I have a buddy who's in the in the business, yeah. Um, he's an indie wrestler right now, and I was going to throw together a uh, somewhat of a scissor reel. Oh yeah, for him, a scissor reel for him. Right. You're a professional wrestler, so I wanted to get your uh, opinion on what would be the best things to highlight in a, in the scissor reel. Should there be music, you know, stuff like that? When you were doing your scissor reel, like what what did you like to present the most? Well, it's a great question. Okay, on your part, and I'm going to help you with that. And I and usually you would have to pay for this kind of information. Certain wrestler schools would, would make you pay. 
if they know their stuff uh, about what to do. Uh, and Colin, thank you for calling. So here, here's what, what I'm going to tell you straight up. Okay, you put a scissor wheel together, anybody could look good with highlights of their high spots. A promoter, promotion, or anybody that's going to book you wants to see you wrestle bell to bell. That's a promoter that knows what they're doing. So it doesn't have to be glitzy, fancy, all that. It doesn't have to be high-end production. It's really got to just be your work, bell to bell, in my opinion. If I'm going to hire someone or book someone or give uh, an opinion about hiring someone, I want to see their work, not just high spots of them working. So that that's really the bottom line with that. Hey, uh, Andreas in Sweden, you're on the Taz Show. What's up, buddy? Good, good moment, sir. Good moment, good, uh, Lamjack. Good moment, bud. Good we're, moment. we're running tight on time. Please make it quick. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm good. I'm just going to have some off the hooks for you. I can, for I can be quick. Please, f- quick. Uh, Trish... Trish Stratus versus Charlotte. Nice. Uh, Mr. Perfect versus AJ Styles versus Ricky Steamboat. Wow, that'd be amazing. Okay. And then I have the Broken Matt Hardy versus uh, Brian Pillman. Okay, cool. And uh, Undertaker versus Macho Man Randy Savage and Kurt Angle versus Bret the Hitman Hart. Very good. Very good right there, Andreas. Well, uh, I like your off-the-hooks. Good good thought putting into that. I appreciate it. Thank you, Andreas, from uh, Sweden. Sorry uh, you couldn't be on much longer, but uh, we're just about ra- wrapping the show up here. But all in all, like I said about Raw, I just don't think that they uh, did enough to make people that maybe weren't going to watch the pay-per-view watch it. Um, they they didn't ignore stories, but I just it felt like just another Raw kind of. Absolutely. No knock on the effort by the production crew or the talent or, or the announcers. None of that. It just it was something missing. You agree? Absolutely. Yeah. It it was lacking. Not because of not because of the talent or the production, like you said. It was right. Just, you know, you a pay per view is coming up. It was a go home show. You wanted it didn't have that feel. <laughs> right. So you seem a little disappointed because there's no SOSM again. No, I'm not disappointed. I'm eating my nuts and my grapes, and I'm healthy as a horse. Yeah. You don't have to make noises. You actually have access to the sound effects store, but I digress. A horse is one of my few sound effects right, that me. I do manually. That's awesome. Okay, great. No one cares. All right, so look, on that note, uh, I, I, I got to go here. All right, we'll tomorrow talk about SmackDown. If you want to check out uh, me in a little while, uh, probably around 10 a.m. Eastern, I'll be over at Sirius Radio with uh, Sam Roberts and Jimmy Norton on their show on. Um, I don't know what channel it's on. I want to say Faction Talk. I think that's what it is. So you can check check me out. Check me out over there. And then I guess I'm recording a podcast with Sam Roberts for his wrestling podcast. That one is true. That's a true podcast. So on that note, for the Lumberjack and the Janitor that's got to clean up. The, oh, my God. There's a big mess here. Uh, and for everybody here at the Taz Show, we appreciate your love and support. Thanks for getting the show trending for a little while. Not too long, but we trending. Everybody here, uh, we thank you very much. Thanks for the love and support. Spread the word of the show. I'm Taz. You're not. Said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I wanna go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids' meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm stuck looking.
looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at To go and pour another drink just to get away We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay I'm hoping I won't